Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the Summerton Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. We continue with the Maharal on Hanukkah over here, near Mitzvah. We saw yesterday that the Maharal was explaining to us how uh, um, this flaw, this defect in the universe, which represents, which not represents, is represented by, and really shows up in the form of the four empires and the four exiles, is something that is intrinsic to the universe. Universe has to be flawed, and we took that further yesterday. We explained and explored a very fundamental idea that it's not um, the fault of or to the the um, involvement of Hashem that makes the creation flawed. Because Hashem as a creator is perfect, Hashem is only capable of perfection, but we said that the, the uh, reason behind this why the universe has to have a flaw, has to have an imperfection, is because it's not Hashem. It's not Hashem. Anything that's not Hashem has to be flawed. Anything that's not Hashem has to be defective. Anything that's not Hashem has to have some imperfection to it, because if it would be perfect, it would be Hashem, and you can only have one Hashem. This is the very deep idea that we had yesterday over our morning coffees. What? It's created by Hashem. So this was the paradox. Hashem is perfect. How can a perfect creator make something which is imperfect? So this is the paradox that we struggled with yesterday, we dealt with yesterday. So this is the recap of uh, that. So the, the idea that was uh, developed and explored yesterday was this, that Hashem is perfect, Hashem is a creator, Hashem is only capable of perfection. However, the creation has to be imperfect, is not capable of being perfect. Something that's created has to be imperfect. Again, to say quickly, the reason for that is that if anything at Hashem would be perfect, there would be theoretically competition with Hashem, and you can't have anything at Hashem which is also perfect. Part of the definition of Hashem is there can only be one Hashem, and and these rules are so, and these definitions are so tight and so inviolable that even Hashem can't break the rules. If Hashem would be able to duplicate Himself, then Hashem wouldn't be Hashem anymore. What we discussed yesterday, a little bit of philosophy or Hashkafa or Kabbalah or mysticism all of the above, whatever you want to refer to this concept as, but Hashem is incapable of duplicating Himself, um, and therefore anything outside Hashem cannot be perfect. The Bria cannot be perfect. But again, not because of a flaw in Hashem, not because there's anything the matter with Hashem, not because of any shortcomings in Hashem, because there are no shortcomings in Hashem, but rather it's a shortcoming from the perspective of the creation. The creation being that it's not Hashem, it has to be imperfect. Um, we went further yesterday, we went even deeper, if the other members went into the kishkas of this idea, and we said that for there to be the possibility for something to be created, that's already necessitating an imperfection. Just for there to be a vacuum, so to speak, outside of Hashem, a, a void outside of Hashem, which is where the, the world begins, the universe begins where there being a possibility for a world, even before there's a world, the very notion, the very concept that something can exist outside of Hashem, that's already in an, an inherent imperfection, that's an imper- inherent um, defect, the fact that something can be outside of Hashem, there's something the matter with that, because Hashem is everything, Hashem is all, Hashem is perfect, complete, unified. If anything can exist outside of that, that's already, by definition, an imperfection. Okay, This is what we <coughs> went into yesterday. So this represents the imperfections, the flaws that are in creation that are there already at the dawn of time, at the beginning of time. That's why at the beginning of time, at the dawn of time, we encounter the Shai Rashim for the four empires 
The four empires are the the the, the flaws incarnate. They are the imperfections in the Bria when when they are actualized and concretized into something of substance and they go each one in their own direction, the four different directions. Okay, this is this was a recap of the essay. Let's continue. And Myra is going to continue with this concept that the flaw, the imperfection, the defects in the Bria, although they are necessarily there, but they're not there because of anything that has to do with Hashem, but they're there, they're there because of how the, the, the universe itself looks and the universe itself functions. And to the contrary, from Hashem's perspective, there shouldn't be any flaws. Let's take this further now. Um, so again, we're on the left-hand column with the first page here of Ner Mitzvah. And... Um, tomorrow I'll try being my own copy from the ranch so that, that we can have one, at least one copy for the island to share. Says the Maral further... We're three lines from the bottom of the left-hand column. That's why we find this concept in the beginning of Genesis, in the beginning of Bereshit, as, as was mentioned, the notion of the four exiles and the four empires are there already in They're already alluded to and referenced in the opening psukim of the Torah. Why are they in the opening psukim of the Torah? Because we're talking about the beginning of creation, the beginning of the universe's creation, the beginning of the universe's existence, and part and parcel of the universe coming to existence is the concept that the universe will be flawed. You can't have one without the other. The universe can't exist without it being flawed inherently. From Hashem's perspective, says the Maharal, the world should be perfect. The world should be complete. It doesn't mean to be perfect and complete, to be a perfect, um, a perfect device for only advertising and only promoting and only revealing the perfection of Hashem. We gave a mushal a few days ago about the uh, the CEO of a company that has a brilliant master plan for how to run this company, brilliant master plan, a leader for how to, to, to lead his nation, and if everything would work perfectly, the whole nation, the whole company would reveal a, a, perfect, an arch, a brilliant architect who has a, everything worked out to the final detail the last screw and the last light switch, and the last control panel, plan panel on that and that elevator. Everything is perfect to a, to a T. But but um, since there's a lot that gets in the way, a lot of imperfection, a lot of imperfect building crews, a lot of a lot of uh, loose ends, and a lot of a lot of um, of uh, of uh, what's it called? Degrees of separation. Huh? A lot of that too, so things are never going to play themselves out according to his brilliant plan, just because too many degrees of separation. So the Bri itself, really coming from a perfect creator, when 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 um, it's running the way that Hashem intends, it should be nothing but a sounding board and a a springboard and a um, a a like a a. a projection screen to advertise and reveal the glory of Hashem. Um, like like, uh, like Chazal told us, um, the Gemara in Yuma, we're going to have this coming up soon in Yuma, in the morning, we turn the page, everything Hashem created, He created for His own glory. What does it mean for His own glory? Hashem needs it for His glory. Hashem needs it for, so to speak, His His, his ego. No, of course not. Hashem was perfect before the Bria. Hashem is perfect with after the Bria. Hashem is perfect in spite of the Bria, but the point is that anything that's created at Hashem, at Hashem is there for the ultimate purpose of 
revealing Hashem, of, of, of um, having another medium to reveal Hashem's glory. And that's the, that's the best purpose of the Brio. Shenemar, as it is written, everything that is ascribed to me, says God, which is the entire universe, was made to, for, to reveal my honor, my glory. That's why I've created, that's why I've formed it, that's why I've made it. What this means to say is, when Hashem creates everything, everything was created for Hashem's glory, Hashem's honor. Again, not for Hashem to re- for for Hashem to receive that honor, not because Hashem needs that honor, because Hashem needs that glory. But that's the ultimate perfection. The ultimate perfection is to see as much godliness as possible, as much Hashemness as possible. That's the ultimate perfection. Again, we return to our muscle of the the brilliant leader brilliant leader who has a master plan how to run this country and this country will be a veritable utopia so this the best best possible thing that can happen with this country is that every aspect every fiber of this country is projecting some aspect of that plan of that brilliant leader and then you'll you'll indeed have a utopia the less that we see of that leader's master plan in the country's affairs because of all the corruption that comes up in between the leader and and uh, the bottom line and and uh, the final place where the buck finally stabs, the less you'll see of his perfection. But when the things are running in harmony, and you see again, we have this selfless, altruistic leader who has such a brilliant plan how to lead this, lead this country into a utopian state of perfection. The best thing that can happen in this country is that we that we see as much of that leader as possible, meaning his va- vision, his master plan um, in, in this country. The opposite of that is, of course, when you have a leader who's not altruistic, the leader of the country is all about himself, um, selfish as opposed to selfless. Um, it's a bad, so what's the, what would be the technical term? What's the opposite of altruistic, intruistic? I don't know, there's got to be a word that's the opposite of altruistic, right? Um, but anyway, a leader who is self-absorbed, um, then you see you see him everywhere in a different kind of way. This is all about his ego. It's about all about his um, furtherance. That's not what we're talking about with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Arab Marshal to a leader who is a brilliant but selfless, a mastermind yet altruistic leader who just is totally dedicated to his nation, and he has a vision. He has a plan how he can have a beautiful, harmonious, utopian society. So that's what we want to see as much of him as possible. The more we see of him showing up, his, his brilliant mind, his brilliant plan, showing up in every aspect of the running of the cover, of the country, the governance of the country, the more we have utopia. The less we see of him, the more he's obscured, the less we have of, of that utopia. So that's what this Pesach is saying, that's what the Gemara is saying. Hashem is saying, I created the world, Lichvaydi barasi, for my glory, my glory means Hashem's master plan, means Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's essence, Hashem's values. The more that that's projected in the world, the more we have harmony and utopia, and the less we see it, the more we have chaos and confusion. Um, so again, Ratzoloimar. So the purpose of the Bria is for the Bria to achieve the perfection of Hashem, to come back to that perfection. And that's the best thing for the Bria. That's what it means to project and reveal the glory of God. Hashem created the universe. The universe has been created for Hashem's glory, for Hashem's honor, to be nothing but a a sounding board for that. Ki evsher she yotza min echad v'hava kenegdoi 
it's impossible again the Maharal is just reiterating this point that yes there are imperfections and flaws and, 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 and serious defects in this world that we live in in this universe there are serious um, things that are seriously off um, but not because of any shortcoming or flaw in Hashem because it's an impossibility because Hashem's purpose and objective in creating the, uh, first of all Hashem is the bastion of perfection so Hashem's definitely not from his perspective establishing imperfection and second of all the Maral's making a, a, a follow-up point to the point from yesterday not only what how do we know that the imperfection is not from a shortcoming in Hashem a because Hashem has no shortcomings and B because Hashem has no interest in creating a world that's going to be flawed. Hashem has no interest in creating a world that's going to be defective. Why is Hashem creating the world altogether? To have a defective, flawed Bria? No. Hashem is creating the world for the world to um, be as most capable as possible of revealing Hashem's glory. In other words, of revealing perfection as much as possible. That's the only reason Hashem wants to make a Bria for that Bria to achieve perfection. So that's the second argument. That's what's the, 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 the uh, or being we're being um, taught right now from the Maral. Follow up point to yesterday's point of how it's clear and how we know without any doubts that any flaws and imperfections of the Bria, although they are there inherently, they're not indicative of a shortcoming on Hashem's part because Hashem has no interest in, in creating a Bria that's going to be flawed. And that's side by side with the earlier point that Hashem can't create anything that's flawed. So I, the world is flawed. The world is defective. The world has seriously serious things that are matter with it. The Maral again returns the point from yesterday. Um, How then can we have in creation these empires that are there to undermine, take away from Hashem's glory? They're there to compete with Hashem's glory. That are there to impose a whole different set of values in this world. That's the chaos. That's the De- the, the defects in this world, these empires. As we said, the pram is on the, on, on, on the part from the perspective of the universe, the creation, not the creator. Being total perfection, the bastion of perfection is incapable of making anything that's imperfect, but the bria, by definition, is incapable of being perfect. Anything outside of Akash Baruch Hu has to, by definition, have a flaw, have a, have something the matter with it, have... Um, Imperfection, and as we said yesterday, that imperfection shows up in four different ways, the four different empires, each one giving their own spin, each one giving their own um, flavor of imperfection, and we, we also gave it a, a sharper um, definition yesterday, that being that the, the imperfection is is taking away from the world, revealing the glory of God, Hashem's perfection, Hashem's master plan, the four empires really represent four competing master plans. We have to reiterate that as well. Bring that back again to the table. Really what, what comes now in a very clarified um, manner over here, very clarified insight, very clear insight, is that the four empires, which sent us into four different gullias, really represent four different competing master plans. Bubble has its plan, what to do with the universe. Persian Median Empire have their plan. Achashverish, Haman, they have their plan, what to do with creation. Yavan, Greece, has their master plan, and the Roman Western world have their master plan. These are four competing master plans. Those are the imperfections in the Bria, the fact that the Bria is capable of housing different competing master plans that are taking the world away from the perfected master plan of Hashem. So there's four dystopias. That's what it is. The four empires represent four dystopian 
approaches to the universe which are derailing it for the, from the one and only utopian vision of Hashem. There has to be that in the world because the world has to have an imperfection. Now, we didn't get back to the number four yet. Now it's time to get back to the number four. Why four? So we've been, we've been, we've been waiting with bated breath for this. We've been hanging in the balance, hanging from the cliff since we began the Ma'aral and Chanukah. Why Taka four? Where'd the number four come from? So yes, there has to be an imperfection in the Bria, and as we're seeing, that imperfection means a different approach, a different master plan, a competing master plan, and that's the imperfection. But why does it show up in four different ways? So says the Ma'aral. Let's see. That's why, now this is the reason why there's got to be four of them. Why are there four different empires? As he mentioned, each empire is a competing master plan. Each empire is a different dystopia, is a different way of imposing their values into this world to compete with Hashem's. And now, so there's Hashem, Hashem's vision, what the world's created for. And then there's the competition. So let's return to Hashem. How many Hashems are there? One. One. Very good. There's only one Hashem. Hashem represents oneness, unification, and unificationists. That goes hand in hand with another concept of something that's centered, that is, has found its way to the core of creation. Oneness goes together with centeredness, goes together with coreness, goes together with no deviation. Meaning... Just like mathematically, you can have um, a line, right? Let's talk about something that is one-dimensional, such as a line. Any slight deviation from that, it goes off-center to the right and the left, is going to be deviant forever. Never going to return to that line, right? Either you're off by a, 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 a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a nano degree, but you're never going to be in line with that line anymore. Whether it's to the right, slide to the left. You want to be in that oneness. You want to be together. Well, you have to be centered. A, a something that's a singularity. A something that's dimensionless, right? One point on a graph. One point. You want to be together with that oneness. Oneness is only one place, one place, one location, one way of being with oneness, and that's to be with the oneness itself. Anywhere outside of that, whether it's you know to the right, to the left, this way, that way. You have now deviated, drifted from that oneness forever. Even if you're a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a nano, of a micro, of a pico degree away, you're away from that oneness. So, says the Ma'arau, he's getting into Kabbalah here a little bit, a little dabbling a little bit in mysticism, but, but this is the vart ultimately behind why there are four different flavors for those competing empires. The Rebbe is one. One goes together with being centered, the middle, that line, that doesn't deviate that point that 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 is the bastion is the is the epicenter of the oneness what's in the middle is is that's why Chazal tell us that something like the base Hamikdash, which is Hashem's house Yushalayim, which is Hashem's city where the Shekhinah is felt they are centered they're in the center of the universe we're told the center of the universe, the center of the world, the center of the universe. We know the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, where the Aaron Kodesh stood, there was a rack there that, that's where the whole world was, was, was extracted from that central point. We began with that central point, that's the central point 
of creation. This base of it's Yushalayim, the Kaddish Kadashim. They're centered. They're the center of creation. The center means that this that's where oneness is. And we go outside of that center, we're drifting, we're deviating. The, the, the concept of being Hashem's bias, where the Nevu comes down, that is centeredness, that is oneness, that is that is smack in the, in, in, in the epicenter of everything, that's where you are overlapping with Hashem completely. And that's just from a spiritual sense or from a geographical sense also? It's certainly at least from a spiritual sense. You mean for like an astronomical sense? Yeah. Geographically, it does sound from Chazal that the planet Earth that we stand on was extracted and and um, extended from the Kaidash HaKadoshim. It sounds like a geographical system. You want to know the universe, the Milky Way, and all the billions of galaxies that are out there. Is that the same thing? I, I don't know. I mean, astronomers will tell you that they that um, the Milky Way is not the center of the observable universe because they do that based on seeing the um, the after effects of the Big Bang still, uh, the after effects of the universe expanding. And they'll tell you that it doesn't look like we're at the center of that expansion. looks like we're at some arm of that expansion. That's the Milky Way. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you when it comes to the astronomical take on things. But geographically, geographically, yes, the uh, the planet Earth was created from... from uh, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, um, and that's really our universe. I mean, our universe is planet Earth. This is where, this is man's habitat. This is Klyosol's habitat. Our universe, our universe is not not uh, outer space, not even the moon, not even Mars. Moon, Mars, Jupiter, interstellar space. You know what all these things are, Rabbi Isai? Colossal waste of, of, of money. Colossal waste of money. All that money that goes to NASA, we could be sending that to uh, the Summerton community, Kylo, right? The world will be much better off. Bring down rocks from the moon. You bring, get, get rocks from um, my backyard, right? Let's go, Viter. What? The rocks from the moon? They're all the same racks. It's all the same stuff. And <laughs> hey, that's why you're saying that, you know, $10 billion because they're different racks? Different racks? Ten billion dollars for different racks. That's all they got from the moon. They got racks. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, we'll take the subject. Give me all the all that fake money. Send it our way. Oh, very happy to take that fake money. Okay. So um That's why Klaiso, who we have oneness. We're guy echad We have oneness. We we represent the oneness of Hashem. We're given Yisrael. Because again, that's center, the center of the universe, our universe is Erzol. I mean, you look at, a, you know, Erzol is at the center of three continents. Three continents converge exactly where Erzol is, right? Africa, Asia, and Europe, they all come together where Erzol is. Um, yeah, and the new world is just, you know, an extension of the old world. Uh, so we go on. Klala Dover. Something which has oneness, so it belongs in the center, belongs in the middle, because the middle is where we have oneness, and this thing outside the middle begins to drift and to deviate, and get bigger and expand, and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, now, returning to the anything that drifts and deviates from oneness, and, and, and goes out of bounds of that singularity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and oneness, that is represented by the number four. 
Four represents the totality of being off course, of drifting. That, that's why we have four directions, and the four directions is not just a convention of society. Four directions is a concept of antiquity. Chazal, the Torah talks about four directions. North, south, east, west. It's not just, you know, society decided that it's more convenient to have four directions rather than we could have made six directions, maybe. Could have made eight directions. It's four directions. Four represents the total amount, the, the, the concept of drifting. Four really represents an XY axis. That's what four is. Four is going outside of a singularity, is drifting outside of a concentrated focal point. And the, the Dalit, the, the Maral says this elsewhere, four is the letter Dalit in Lashon HaKadosh. Dalit represents those two different directions. That's what the Dalit is. A horizontal and a vertical axis. Like an XY graph, the XY axis, we have the vertical and the horizontal. And that gives me north, south, and that gives me east, west. That begins with the letter down. It's where it begins to see the horizontal and the vertical. So, oneness is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The centeredness is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Being in the middle of some, something is Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's oneness. That's perfection. The concept, the notion of imperfection is drifting from that one, is deviating from that one, is spreading out from that oneness, and that is the number four. That goes from one to four. That's why we have that's why the imperfection of the Bria is, is captured immediately in the number four because the whole imperfection is about deviating, drifting. It's about a competing plan, a competing master plan. And the basic number of competition, the basic, basic number of drifting and deviating is going to be four. That's why it takes the number of four. There's four different Malchias because it's four, the, the, the northern drifting, the southern drifting away from Hashem, the eastern drifting from Hashem, the western drifting from Hashem, once you're going out of that epicenter, that is why you look Okay, then no, that's a good place to start for today. Good night, he's going to bring it back to the Pazik. But that's shot in the number four, because again, the imperfection, the Bria is all about the drifting, leaving from Hashem, having different competing master plan, bring dystopia to utopia, there's four different ways of doing that. Why four? Because once we go outside of Hashem, we are in the aspect, the next number down from one is four, that's the idea, the concept of drifting, there's four different directions to drift in. Mamela, they have to be necessarily four different types of imperfections in the Bria. Okay, this deep stuff, we'll give ourselves a day to, to let this percolate, and we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow.